morning, guys. This is Sean. And this is Dana. And welcome to our podcast, Morning with the Mishes. Yeah, so this is born out of just good conversations and this need that both of us felt on our heart to be able to share these conversations with like the people that we love that maybe we wouldn't otherwise be able to say it to them um, or just to people in general. Uh, sometimes we found that like I thought something Sean said was super edifying, he thought something I said was edifying mm-hmm. and we just wanted to be able to share that with people. Um, as introverts, yep. we were aware that <laughs> taking us out of our natural habitat, the conversations would probably not flow as easily. So that is why we have created this podcast also because we are a little bit cooped up right now, as yep. you all know, with COVID-19, as it is called. So we're making the best of it. Yep. So basically, pandemic plus introverts equals podcast, I think, is what we've got here. Yeah. <laughs> and plus the Holy Spirit, because mm-hmm. God willing, we are doing this all for Him and all for His greater honor and glory. And yeah, just to bring you a little bit of brightness in your morning, in your day, whenever you happen to listen to this. So hopefully this is a good opportunity for you guys to... Start off your day with something refreshing, something edifying, and just something that brings you closer to the Lord. Yeah, and we also hope that we make you laugh. A lot. (laughs) Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy day after Divine Mercy Sunday. Hey, that's what I was going to call it, too. (laughs) (laughs) I swear we didn't plan that. We really didn't. (laughs) Oh, man. Yep, we're just sitting here enjoying the beautiful, beautiful morning. Mm-hmm. It is, the weather is so gorgeous out today. I'm so happy. Nice change from the snow. Oh, yes. Yep, I got my sun. I got my chamomile tea. I am happy. <laughs> got spice chai. <laughs> I'm caffeinated. <laughs> Which is dangerous. Which is dangerous. Anyway, that is not why we brought you here. <laughs> I mean, it's a little why we brought them here. <laughs> sure. Oh, man. So, hope you guys had blessed Divine Mercy Sunday. Mm-hmm. Lord's mercy is endless and mighty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope for a lot of you it was just a good chance to, just to really lean into, um, his mercy, not just for yourselves, but for others as well. Like, I know for me, this Divine Mercy Sunday was big and just, like, forgiving others in my heart. So hopefully that was a grace that some of you experienced as well, because that's a very, very freeing thing. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I guess from what we wanted to talk about today, we can kind of transition from Divine Mercy Sunday into Mary, the Mother of Mercy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because our lady's kind of cool, and she doesn't always get talked about enough. Understatement. Kind of like the Holy the Spirit. <laughs> Understatement of the century. <laughs> of but the yeah. new millennium. Yes. But yeah, so let's talk about Mama Mary. Yes, please. Let's. So we know she was a simple handmaid of the Lord, as she called herself. 
and yet the Lord had prepared her for the mission that he was to entrust to her. And the way that he prepared her is that, well, first he applied the graces from Christ's passion, death, and resurrection to Our Lady so that even beforehand, she was ready to be the mother of God. She was without sin and completely without sin. So, kind of amazing. Uh, another understatement. And the reason why God could do that, apply those graces from Jesus to Our Lady, is because he is outside of time. And for him... It's all just now. He sees it all at the same time. Past, present, future, all that fun stuff. It's a little heady early little this morning. <laughs> but that's where my mind goes, because it's just awesome that our Lord prepared Mom Mary for her, her mission to be the mother of God. Mm -hmm. And yeah. while it's heady, it's still, it's awesome. It's mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just the way that he did it. Yeah, yeah, from outside of time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is your favorite, like, title of Mary or apparition of Mary? Which I know is a hard Ooh. question because there's a lot of really good ones. That's okay because I have two. I have it pretty narrowed down. I'll, I love so many others, but mm -hmm. two of my favorites. Um, I love Our Lady of Lords, um, who mm. appeared to Saint Bernadette. And the reason why I love Our Lady of Lords, other than the fact that, you know, she heals and her main goal is, like, spiritual healing and stuff rather than physical, but other than the fact that she's brought so many healings, my favorite thing about her is that when she came, she was smiling, okay? Hmm. The statues don't always depict this, but it's true. And it's funny because I guess for a lot of my life, I like, you see those... You see those images of Our Lady of Jesus, and they maybe their facial expression maybe looks a little severe, looks a little stern, or just not really engaging. And yet, Bernadette's like, no, Our Lady was smiling. Like that mm. was something that was just really striking, striking about her. Um, so I just really love that because I, I guess it was like that, that was. Um, a point that I could actually start to approach Our Lady. Mm. It's like, okay, she's more approachable now. Bernadette said that she smiles. She smiled and she was, that's how she was. Yeah. Um, and just like that beauty and that serenity and like, um, so that's what I love about Our Lady of Lords is that she reveals that, mm -hmm. that motherly heart um, in so many other ways as well. My other favorite is not exactly an apparition, um, but it's Our Lady of the Smiles. So this is the story of Therese of Lisieux. Um, when she was very young, uh, she got really sick um, mentally, physically, like in all ways, just very ill. Mm -hmm. um, and her family was very worried about her. And she was in her room, you know, and she was just 
really having a very, it was a very, very dark time. And the family brought in, brought up to Therese's room, uh, the statue that they had in their house of Our Our Lady of the Smile. I don't know if she was called that before or after this happened. But basically, Therese was very consoled <clears throat> by this and even later would attest to the fact that it was through Our Lady's intercession, specifically through like that image that she was healed. Um, mm. And it was just quite amazing um, to see. And I just in my own, own life, when I was having nightmares as a kid, my mom had like a little statue of Our Lady of the Smiles. Mm. And there was a period of time where she let um, me have that statue next to my bed. And yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of just like that motherly joy of, mm -hmm. of Mary. Yeah. That motherly love. Yeah. And I love like, yeah, the images and the apparitions that depict that. Cause it's like, okay, I can approach our lady and she does love us so much, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. She calls a son, like no mother just lets oh, yeah. her kids get away with things and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, no, 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 that's not it. Oh man. Yeah. But she still tells us, you know, you need to be praying the rosary and you need to be like really going to mass, doing all the things, <laughs> like loving your neighbor. <laughs> Got it. Yep. She'll give you a stern look if she needs to. <laughs> she will. She will indeed. But yeah, there, there's nothing quite so just like a punch to the gut as like knowing that Mama Mary is giving you like a look, kind of a look down her nose like, oh wait. <laughs> yeah but precisely because she does look at us with such love that like when she's looking down her nose at you it's like oh oh you're actually like okay okay we'll 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 straighten up for you then we call that tough love <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna turn the question back on uh -huh. you sean <laughs> Um, okay. So I have three, if that's okay. Oh my gosh. It's so hard to pick. Three. What are we going to do? <laughs> Take it's it away. It's really hard to pick. <laughs> Take it away, Sean. I'm messing with you. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm clarifying so, for any who don't know. <laughs> so one is um, Our Lady Undoer of Knots. Mm. Which I know is also a favorite of Pope Francis. That's something yes. that he said pretty early on in his pontificate. Is like he loves Our Lady Undoer of Knots, um, which is actually kind of the first. Him mentioning her was kind of the first time that I had heard mm -hmm. of like that title of hers, um, and of that like particular novena and devotion, whatever that particular image of her literally like undoing knots in this like long cord. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that for me. Um, is one of my favorites just because it is, um, because it, it is good to know that like there, because there are a lot of like, we, we all come to the Lord and to Mama Mary with knots in our hearts, like mm -hmm. things that we just can't let go or things that are like confusing for us or even just old patterns and habits and things that are just kind of where we just feel stuck. 
Mm. And like those are all knots and like those are all things that we can like take to Mama Mary and ask her to like help to unravel um, for us to kind of like undo that a bit um, to like give us that freedom to give us that. um, um, Yeah, that freedom. And yeah, it's it's also a favorite just because (laughs) it's I, I think I came to it with a very much like, okay, like. As she does one knot, it's like, okay, that's done. Let's move on to the next. Usually it's like she starts undoing the knot and then you realize, oh crap, that knot was a lot more complicated than I thought. Shoot, there's like a whole other layer of knots underneath that has to be undone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I feel I feel like what I learned most from, from Our Lady and Doer of Knots is just like the humility and like the surrender to just be like, okay, mm-hmm. like even as I'm like handing you this knot, I'm well aware that like there's probably even more naughtiness underneath that you're going to have to go to work on, but I trust that to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one. Um, another is Our Lady of Sorrows. Um, yeah. Just oh, so beautiful. The, um, the name of the chapel in the, uh, the second dorm that I lived in in college, we were, we were lucky enough to have chapels in our dorms, which was like yes. the best thing ever. <laughs> um, but in the particular hall that I was in, um, it was called the Our Lady of Sorrows Chapel. Um, so that's kind of where like my devotion to her started. Um, and yeah, just, I don't know, just, it's, it's kind of, I think part of the reason why for me, when we go into like, when we were in Holy Week, like the moments when, um, obviously like I'm like just in tears over Christ's passion in general, but like, Mm -hmm. especially those moments that involved his mother, Mm -hmm. just because, like, it is heartbreaking to see, like, your Savior and your Lord and your love, like, suffering. But it's, like, almost even more, like, a whole other layer of suffering to, like, see Mama Mary, like, suffering with her son, you know? Yeah. So, like, that that was really powerful for me because it helped me enter into the passion in, like, a whole new way. Just, like, really, like, feeling the depth of it. Um, just because, like, you're, you're looking at the woman who, like, is perfect perfectly sinless and like and is just such a loving is just such a loving mother Mm. and is such a good mother and just seeing her suffering at the foot of the cross and at the same time even as she's like in anguish like accepting it and giving giving her same yes to that as she did to the incarnation like Mm. yeah that that was super powerful for me just because like in my own life and my own sufferings, like I guess learning from her how to say yes to my own crosses, to my own sufferings, um, to acknowledge, to acknowledge the suffering. Cause like she's our lady of sorrows. She was suffering, but yeah. also like accepting them with trust, with knowing that like, God is still good, that he's still going to bring good out of that. Like having that level of trust to be able to still say yes to the suffering, even as you're still suffering and you haven't gotten to the point of like the resurrection yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one. And then the last one, which I'm looking at an image of her right now, which I love, is Our Lady of Guadalupe, um, which just love her so much, Um, especially because of like this... um, because one of the things after um in 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 the story of like how she appeared to uh, Saint Juan Diego and everything there's there's a part in this in the um in his in the uh, the story of the uh, apparition where um 
he's sort of being really challenged by like the bishop and by like just a lot of different things, a lot of different people. And so um, I think it's, he actually like missed one of the times that he was supposed to go up to, to see Mary. Mm-hmm. And like when he eventually did, she said, she said to him like, am I not here who I'm your mother? Like, are you not like under my mantle? Like, yeah, just that. Um, yeah. Kind of, kind of like what you were saying, just that motherly love mm-hmm. that like, no, like I'm, I'm here. Like I'm present with you. Like, yeah, just to like really relish that, that like not only is obviously like the Holy Spirit with us and like the Lord is with us, like in the Eucharist and like present to us, but like also Mama Mary is like, she's with us and mm-hmm. she loves us and she's caring for us. Yes. Amen to that. It's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> she's kind of awesome. She is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It kind of makes, I don't know, like, it it makes things like consecration to her make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, because, yeah, that's like one of the things that like a lot of people talk about when they talk about Mary is like consecration to her, like the 33 days to morning glory or like St. Louis de Montfort's like true devotion to Mary, like all these things, like wearing the consecration chains and everything, like, oh, giving everything to Mary. It's like, that sounds like a lot, <laughs> but it's like... When you understand just, like, her motherly care and also just the power of her intercession, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, just, like, looking at all the stories throughout history of, like, how powerful Mama Mary's intercession is. Yeah. And, like, just just how much she loves us and how much closer we can come to Christ if we start by going through Mary. Mm -hmm. Like, it just makes that make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because who better to, like... I don't know. I, I had a, um, one of the, one of the, uh, people I worked for, um, when I was in grad school, um, she was actually like Episcopalian. Okay. Um, and she, um, she was kind of asking about like, um, she, she was actually like super, basically she should be a Catholic. Like the, she's like, she would make such a good Catholic. Like she, she loves Mama Mary and she like loves a lot of like what we do in the Catholic church yeah. and like the only thing holding her back was like oh well you know like for the sake of my family and whatever and like this is what Mm. I've always been it's like girl you need to get (laughs) into the catholic church it's so good but yeah she um she asked once about like um you know like I obviously like ask for mom raising a session but like what do I like what do I tell tell other people like how do I explain that to people because I don't know how to explain like when people ask like oh well why why do you ask for Mama Mary's intercession why don't you just go straight to Jesus sort of thing mm-hmm. um and like kind of the answer that came to me which like thank you Holy Spirit was just like you know I mean we all like ask other people to pray for us right like if right. something's going wrong like we like anyone who's like a person of faith is going to reach out and be like hey can you pray for me for this like mm-hmm. hey like like asking people who you're close to and like who you know are like also faithful people like can you pray for me for that mm-hmm. and like who better to ask than Jesus's own mother to to pray for you you know yes like who better than the person who than the sinless woman who bore him and raised him and like mm-hmm allowed him to like suffer and die and rise for us like who better to intercede for us than mary so like Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i is like yeah just explain to them like that like it's like asking someone to pray 
It's like asking anyone to pray for you, except it's like the best person to ask to pray for you. Yes. <laughs> Into that. Going back, because I just love this a lot, Our Lady Undoer of Knots. That is literally so beautiful. And I loved what you were saying about how even like Mula surrender in that humility. Mm. And also just noting what you said about how you realize that the knot is a lot more complicated than mm-hmm. you first anticipated and how there's other ones under like underneath that usually. Yeah. Knots are the worst. <laughs> the beauty of it is is that when we're entrusting it to our lady, when we're entrusting things to our Lord, we're not worrying about undoing the knots ourselves. Mm-hmm. So though we might be intimidated by the knots, we don't need to be because it's out of our hands. <laughs> yes. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's something that, like, I think that's also part of why I love her because it's, it really did teach me to kind of let go of trying to fix my problems myself. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I still, like, try to better myself. I still, like, put in right. effort. But it's, that's that's the the difference between, like, us doing it ourselves and, like, entrusting it to God is that we cooperate with his grace. We're not doing it ourselves we're cooperating with what he's doing in us mm-hmm. um which starts with surrendering it first to him um mm-hmm. and then allowing him to go to work and then cooperating with the work that he's doing rather than trying to fix it ourselves because we are really bad at undoing our own knots i don't oh, know yes. if you knew that but like we're hopelessly terrible at undoing the own knots in our lives oh my goodness <laughs> totally yes <laughs> Like, really bad. <laughs> Especially because, like, kind of like what we said, like, usually we, like, see the surface level of stuff. We see, okay, this is clearly a problem. Let's start, like, trying to untangle that. But, like, the second you try, even if you kind of make some headway on it, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, crap. Look at what was underneath that knot. An entire other knot, which is way more bunched up, and I can't even see where the ends are, like, fitting. And then, like, you try to start going with that. It's like, oh, look, there's, I think there's more underneath. <laughs> and not only that, but imagine as if, like, say you wear several necklaces and they all get tangled, okay? It's like you trying to look down and untangle your necklaces. But if, I don't know if you've ever tried that. If you try putting your, like, chin down, it's really hard to see. And it's really hard to, like, work with something that's so close to you Mm -hmm. and so close to your face that you can't even quite see what's happening. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's like, our Lord and our Lady, they have that that perspective that's outside of us, it's Mm -hmm. other, and yet so close to us that they can work on those knots. Mm -hmm. And we can trust that to them. Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah. Yeah. And not just like perspective just from like outside of us, but also like be- because like God is outside of time and because like we are made in his image and likeness, like he knows truly like what our full flourishing looks like. Yeah. He can see who we were made to be and not just who we are like right now in the moment. Yeah. And so he actually not only can like see the knot itself, but he can see like the end goal clearly in a way that we can't Mm 
Mm-hmm. So, like, not only is it, like, that outside perspective of being actually able to see the knot, but also, like, seeing what it should look like once it gets untangled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, the fact that he is in our hearts. So mm-hmm. He's pretty... He might be other, but he is also inside of us. Right. So, so other, but not distant. Right. Very intimate and yes. close and compassionate. Yes. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like, yeah, and just recognizing that, I don't know, it's it's just so beautiful how much the Lord entrusts to Our Lady, Mm, you know, mm -hmm. that like, he entrusts, I mean, obviously he entrusts all of us to him, to her, um, as like, our mother, um, and yeah, just like, reflecting on the truth that like, um, it's, it's, it's one of the, the truths of our faith that like, Every grace that we receive, it comes through Mary's hands, like, on its way to us. Like, she's the one who distributes those graces to us as our mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, every, every, like, prayer that comes before God, even if we're not, like, directly acknowledging it, like, Mary's bringing it to mm-hmm. to him for us. Like, she's our, she's our advocate in, in a lot of ways. And um, yeah. that makes me think of... Uh... So, if you go back to 1 Kings, so that's pretty far back, in the Old Testament. I don't know. People are kind of scared of going there. But, go there. And if you go there, um, it gives you an account of King Solomon, <clears throat> who was the son of David. Mm-hmm. And it, the story that I'm thinking of starts with his mother. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this we'll just say this this brother of half brother of Solomon goes to Queen Mother to ask her for a favor. Um ask her to go to the king and ask something of the king. And the reason why he would go to her and not directly to King Solomon is because he knew that anything which uh, the queen asks the the king, he would give her because it wasn't one of his wives that was the queen. No, it was the mother. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kings and queens back then. The queen was the mother. Mm -hmm. And even if you go into the story, when queen go the queen goes to solomon he brings her a throne he has her a throne brought to her and he's honoring her and he tells her straight up you know ask anything and i will give it to you and just noting that that is the relationship between christ and our lady as well Mm-hmm. Um, which we see at the wedding feast of Cana, when mm. you know yes. they're out, they run out of wine, and Our Lady goes to Jesus, and she's like, "Hey, they're out of wine." He's like, "Okay, they're what's it to me?" And <laughs> she's like, "Do something about it, okay?" And she's like, "Okay," um, tells the servants, "Do whatever he tells you." <laughs> yep. <laughs> she's just so chill about it, just like. Do whatever he tells you. He's got this. (laughs) (laughs) 
After which Jesus basically makes the party lit by like turning oh. tons of water, literally tons of water, uh-huh. into tons of wine. Yes. I mean, and the best wine. That's a good party. It's <laughs> a good party. It's a great party. Jesus knew how to throw a party, so. Yeah. But yeah, no, even just like that, um, yeah, just that that compassionate heart that Mama Mary has. The like, even like for like a first public miracle in some ways it seems kind of small you know Mm -hmm. like they it's just a wedding party and like they ran out of wine and like yeah sure that's like embarrassing for them but like it's it's such a little thing in a lot of ways just like hey they they ran out of wine (laughs) like the, (laughs) the fact that like mama mary like sees that and is like you know what there's a need here even if it is just a little need and like so i know exactly who i'm gonna bring that to the one who can actually like fix it and take care of it mm-hmm. and yeah that she just she, she just goes straight to the, to christ with the problem is like hey here's this need that these people have they probably didn't even necessarily think to ask they they probably didn't ask mary like like oh can you ask jesus because again first public miracle he hasn't shown anyone yet that like he's god incarnate right so like no one's thinking oh hey can you ask jesus to do this for us <laughs> like no mary sees this and she knows who her son is and she's like He's got this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just that simultaneously that like, that like seeing even just like the littlest needs. Yes. And like immediately like having that surrender and humility and trust of like, okay, Jesus has got it. Yes. And that's something that I love um, too is the little things and trusting God in the little things leads to trusting God in the big things. Mm-hmm. Just like, when he tells us that we need to be faithful in small matters before we can be faithful in the big ones, we recognize we can recognize that he too is faithful in the small as well as the large matters. Um, see it in the little moments of my life where I pray something that's maybe even hardly a prayer. It's just some small little random little desire. I think we talked about this last time and just seeing how the Lord provides even for these small things, mm-hmm. how Our Lady cares even for these small things, and shows that we can trust her, we can trust Him. Mm-hmm. They really do have us, you know, and they don't find they don't find us insignificant. They don't find the little mm. things of our lives insignificant. Yeah. They're with us in it all. It's like you go to your mom and what you tell her anything and everything and the most random things like this is what happened at school today or this random thing happened at work and it was kind of hilarious or it was kind of just random and you just tell your mom and she cares, you know, and she also cares about you know, all the other things in your life too, like maybe the things that are closer to your heart, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing is insignificant in the eyes of the Lord, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there are things like, obviously there's like things that maybe are like more or less important, but there's nothing that we experience that the Lord's like, oh yeah, whatever, let's move on to the next thing. Right. Like, like the Lord still wants to hear that. And so does Mama Mary. Like mm-hmm. she wants to hear all the little things, all the big things, all the in-between things. Yeah. Yeah. Looking again to the sparrows. Mm-hmm. Even how, like, the Lord is aware of them. 
and mm-hmm. takes care of them. Yeah, not a single one falls to the ground without our Father knowing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's such a comfort is just to like, to know that the little things aren't forgotten. And also knowing that like, even the things you maybe don't think to talk about or the things you don't think to bring up, like also don't go unnoticed. Like that to me was like a big kind of revelation um, that when I was, um, there was a Lent that I was praying the Litany of Humility every day, Mm -hmm. which was a rough Lent, (laughs) yes, (laughs) but a good Lent, but a rough Lent um, where, yeah, where I was praying the Litany of Humility every day and like just kind of um, really learning from it. And one of the things that struck me is like, like the, the, the very first line of it is something like Jesus, meek and humble of heart, just hear me. Mm. And like, obviously there's just the level of like, you know, like hear my prayer that I'm about to pray this like litany of like, deliver me from this, deliver me from that, like help me desire this. But there's also kind of another layer to it that I've, that I kind of discovered, which is that it's like, um, Part, part of humility, obviously, is, like, recognizing that, um, is rec- it's recognizing who you are in the eyes of God. It's knowing, mm-hmm. it's knowing both your littleness and your belovedness. It's, mm-hmm. it's both of those things at the same time. Um, and part of the fact that God, like, sees both our littleness and our belovedness is that he sees all of those things that maybe we don't kind of let out into the light of day. Like, any, like desire of our heart any like joy any sorrow any little like cry of our heart or voice in our head like the lord sees all of that mm-hmm. and he hears all of that like not no cry of our heart goes unheard even if we don't voice it mm-hmm. um and just the the comfort that that is and just how incredible that is that the lord listens to even like the littlest cries of our hearts mm-hmm. um yeah, I think that just, that ties into, like, yeah, the, like, it's the same for Mama Mary. There's no cry of our heart that she doesn't want to hear. There's no not too small. Maybe maybe the knots in our lives are small. Maybe, like, once you start, maybe there are ones that are just, like, tiny and, like, they just need a little bit of help to, like, get untangled. Like, she wants to see those, too. Like, it's not just, like, the massively knotty ones that we can't <laughs> even begin to, like, know where to start with them. It, it is also just those, like little everyday ones that we can take to her and just let her untangle them. Yeah. With that. Yeah. And I think with that, we'll wrap up here for the day. So want to close us in a prayer? I would love to. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Veni Sancti. Spiritus veni permanium. Come, Holy Spirit, come through Mary. Dearest Mother Mary, through your intercession, we just ask that you untangle the knots in our hearts. Um, Lead us closer to your son and just fill us with the joy of the spirit. Especially as we go throughout the rest of this Easter season. Um, 
let us travel with you in that resurrection joy. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that but never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. Our Lady, a good help. Pray for us. Saint Joseph. Pray for us. Saint Joan of Arc. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. It was so lovely to have you with us. Um, we will talk to you again on Wednesday. And until then, just, just lean into the arms of Mary. <laughs> I said peace. He said lean into the arms of Mary. Same thing. Yes. <laughs> All right. God bless y'all. God bless you. Love ya. Bye. Bye.